This is Jordan Secchio. Today on Jay Secchio Live, is this the moment tomorrow when Biden knocks out the communist Bernie Sanders and an update on the U.S. economy? We'll talk about it today on Jay Secchio Live. Live from Washington, D.C., Jay Secchio Live. Phone lines are open for your questions right now. Call 1-800-684-3110. That's 1-800-684-3110. And now, your host, Jordan Seculo. Very timely show today as we're taking your phone calls, 1-800-684-3110. It's not something we often do here on the broadcast. We talk maybe generally when we talk politics about the economy. We're going to do a little bit deeper dive. Uh, Harry Hutchinson, who uh, is kind of an expert in economics and law and was a professor uh, focusing in on that is going to be joining us here as part of our team and is on often. But to look into this, you know, what's happening with the stock market in relation to the coronavirus and the oil markets and, and things like that. We're going to, of course, as we said in the, the opening, things are shifting rapidly in favor of Joe Biden. I think President Trump is right. The Democrats figured out how to get their act together even before it looks like the Democrat National Convention so that Bernie Sanders can't even make a case. Uh, that it was uh, taken from him unfairly. Uh, you, you know, these candidates are endorsing who they want to endorse, and he is uh, on path now. To, it's tough to find a state he, he's going to win tomorrow. And, yes, some of these states were not the best for Bernie Sanders. Um, Missouri, Idaho, Mississippi, or North Dakota. But what about Michigan? He only was down 1,500 votes to Hillary Clinton there last time around, and... Isn't he supposed to be the, the 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 leader of the working people and those of the auto industry? Well, maybe they like their health insurance that they get from their unions, uh, possibly, and they don't like communism. Even though, uh, again, you think the the message that's where it's supposed to resonate, right? And then this one is the most shocking: Washington State has now flipped in the latest poll. Now, Joe Biden doesn't have a big lead there, but he has a lead with uh, three, four points. This is Washington State, okay, West Coast, Northwest, Democrat primaries. I'm not talking about everyone that lives there. But if you do, you know this should be Bernie Sanders' home turf. So, Than, the fact is, in a matter of two weeks, it went from one campaign that literally was over Joe Biden's, another campaign that was rocking and rolling in Bernie Sanders, and it has been a complete 180 for each. I mean, they have literally, Bernie Sanders could be done after tomorrow night. He could have no legitimate path to getting enough delegates to even make this close race if Joe Biden performs well in in every one of these. Again, we're talking about six states tomorrow and and a huge delegate hall in Michigan, potentially. Yeah, it's been a complete turnaround, Jordan. I mean, we talked about Michigan on last week's broadcast, and I was talking about how if that did not go Senator Sanders' way, he was going to be in real trouble. Uh, Jordan, but, you know, Washington is a lot like South Carolina was for Joe Biden. This should not just be an easy win for Senator Sanders. It should be a double-digit win and way above that. I mean, maybe 20 or 30 points is what Washington should be uh, in Senator Sanders' direction. So maybe he can still eke it out, Jordan. But if yeah. Washington is even close and he loses both Washington and Michigan, i got to tell you, for all intents and purposes, I do believe it would be over. You know, what's interesting to me, Than, is that he's, he has not had any of those victories this cycle. He just has not had... Yep. The big mega victory, maybe Vermont, but other than that, it's his home state. Other than that, it's a small state. He just hasn't had the mega victories. I mean, it's been Joe Biden who's had the 20 point wins, not Bernie Sanders. 
Yeah, well, Joe Biden d- dramatically outperformed in South Carolina. But if you look at the other states that win on Super Tuesday, Jordan, not only did Senator Sanders lose everywhere that was contested, but he lost in a handful of places where he was supposed to win easily. So you're right. Everything that was going to break one way or another has broken in the direction of the former vice president. And it hasn't just been that he's won the close states. Uh, frankly, he's taken several states that Senator Sanders had to win to get this nomination. All right, folks, we want your calls. 1-800-684-3110. The state of the Democrat primary, the global, uh, uh, the coronavirus, and, of course, the U.S. economy. We're talking about it all today on JSECU Live. Give us a call, 1-800-684-3110. Remember, too, we've got a brief file today on life. Uh, This is an important case as well on those mandates, abortion mandates still in the Affordable Care Act, still being litigated in federal court. Support the work of the ACLJ. March to Matching Challenge Month. Double the impact your donation. ACLJ.org. At the American Center for Law and Justice, we're engaged in critical issues at home and abroad. Whether it's defending religious freedom, protecting those who are persecuted for their faith, uncovering corruption in the Washington bureaucracy, and fighting to protect life in the courts and in Congress, the ACLJ would not be able to do any of this without your support. For that, we are grateful. Now there's an opportunity for you to help in a unique way. For a limited time, you can participate in the ACLJ's Matching Challenge. For every dollar you donate, it will be matched. A $10 gift becomes $20. A $50 gift becomes $100. This is a critical time for the ACLJ. The work we do simply would not occur without your generous support. Take part in our matching challenge today. You can make a difference in the work we do, protecting the constitutional and religious freedoms that are most important to you and your family. Give a gift today online at aclj.org. Only when a society can agree that the most vulnerable and voiceless deserve to be protected is there any hope for that culture to survive. And that's exactly what you are saying when you stand with the American Center for Law and Justice to defend the right to life. We've created a free, powerful publication offering a panoramic view of the ACLJ's battle for the unborn. It's called Mission Life. It will show you how you are personally impacting the pro-life battle through your support. And the publication includes a look at all major ACLJ pro-life cases, how we're fighting for the rights of pro-life activists, the ramifications of Roe v. Wade 40 years later, Planned Parenthood's role in the abortion industry, and what Obamacare means to the pro-life movement. Discover the many ways your membership with the ACLJ is empowering the right to life. Request your free copy of Mission Life today online at aclj.org slash gift. All right, so we are taking your phone calls, 1-800-684-3110. There's Super Tuesday. Now there is, this is very important for really Bernie Sanders' survival. It's bizarre that we're talking about that. No political pundit on the left. I mean, that's where you'd go to for the best analysis, right? So that's where we were tracking. No one thought that by this point you'd be talking about legitimately Joe Biden on March 10th delivering the knockout blow to Bernie Sanders. Well, if he wins that Washington primary, which right now they are—I know you just talked this about this—the yeah. the RCP average is that uh, Biden is up by uh, a little over two. But uh, some of the more recent polling shows that there's even a three and five point gap. If he—if Bernie Sanders wins, uh, loses Washington State, 
I, I don't see how he continues. It gets well, it gets worse for him too because then the next week is Arizona, where Biden's leading by twenty eight percent. Florida, where Biden is leading by forty seven percent because of the Castro comments, uh, no doubt, uh, making that even worse for for Bernie. Illinois, Biden up almost thirty percent. Ohio, uh, Biden up ten percent. I mean, so you're talking about again. Bernie Sanders is not performing anywhere. And that even when where he's he's been eking out the wins he eked out, and Joe Biden is the one walking away with the 10 and 20 point victories. Right. It's, it's so, bizarre. I mean, it's a bizarre so this world. mini Super Tuesday tomorrow uh could be it for Bernie Sanders. It could be the downfall. I don't know if he would drop out immediately, but we'd have to start doing the math once we get all the delegates figured out and say, is there any way for him to to start if the next week is correct that he doesn't win again? He can't win another state in a week. Well, he's going to lose. So Florida he's going to go the Castro on comments just possibly a two-week spell. A yet again, two-week spell of losing eight states, not ten states. Ten states he could lose in the next two weeks, and states that you you'd think in Ohio and Michigan, the big those big ones. Yeah, um, he should he should be very competitive in. And yet in Washington State, the Pacific Northwest, when Democrats are voting in a primary, Joe Biden has now got the lead. So even if that's close. Joe Biden has effectively killed Bernie in Washington State. Do you think, I, I think this, I get Dan's comment on this, I think this has been a complete repudiation of socialism. I think the authoritarian talk Yeah, the, from the Bernie, Castro comment. Uh, the praise of, well, you praise authoritarians when they do something good, and, and the, the rebuke to that is you can, you never praise authoritarians. And China got more people yes. out of poverty than anyone. They kill, you know, they, I, I they, think they, people just, disappear there. We don't try, they have secret prisons. One-child policies, they persecute religious minorities, including the Muslim uh, religious minority there in, in uh, western China. Uh, they have the re-education camps. They don't even hide those. No. We have to put people so, through that. You know, they'll say right on. So, and what do you, what do you even think? with the virus, yeah. the hotel, they have people quarantining and collapsing. I mean, this is not the place, no. a country you want to model yourself after. And and No, no when they model them, when they met, you know, do you remember when, when Adam Schiff said, in the impeachment hearing, we could learn something from Ukraine? Yeah, no. Did you want to say to yourself, or did you say to yourself like I did, did Adam Schiff just say that the United States of America could, could learn something from Ukraine? Yeah. No, I said, on Hand- I went on Sean Hannity's show that night, and I said, you know, it sounded like make Ukraine great again was, was Adam Schiff's whole thing. And the idea, again, I don't want to ever be like Ukraine or learn anything from Ukraine. I don't want to be dependent on other countries for my uh, to defend myself. We got through one revolutionary war. Well, you know, and and that's all we needed. Uh, we didn't need to depend on other countries. We even had our own civil war, and we came back together as a better, stronger country. Yeah. I don't want to be like Ukraine. So, I want to be the number one economy in the world, driving factor. We're going to get into those issues as well today. We're going to talk to Harry about the economic yes, situation. Yes, because people right now. got you know, it's, people it's are just reacting. Yes. How will it affect, because it directly affects all all of this ties into government, and then what does that mean? Politics and economy. Then the election. I mean, and you've got three steps here. The the markets last night, the futures markets just oh, crater. Yeah, they stopped the trading. Everybody, it's going to be disaster, they, and that becomes a psychological yeah. aspect. Of, now, let me tell you this: a lot of people are buying stocks today because yeah. the prices are, are are down. But but fan, from your perspective, with Bernie Sanders, I mean, what do you see ahead here? What's his pathway if he has a bad night tomorrow? Uh, virtually non-existent. I mean, his pathway is only if the former vice president falls down on his own accord, really. I honestly think if he loses uh, Michigan and Washington, really, Jay, I think even if he loses Michigan, he's probably done because, again, I look forward to March 17th, Florida, Illinois, Ohio. Those are 500 delegates, more than 500 delegates. I don't think he's going to win a single one of them. So, you know, maybe he hangs his hat on a win in North Dakota. I mean, that's my question. Uh, Does he drop out? 
He has said he's not going to, Jay. So, I mean, look, may, maybe the calculation there is he'll take it all the way to uh, the, the convention in hopes that the vice president falters. But uh, as of today, he says he won't drop out no matter what happens I mean, tomorrow. It's interesting because Joe Biden is not getting any better as a candidate. He's nope. still gaffing like crazy. You can yep. only reelect Trump. He's trying to have that taken off Facebook because and Twitter because later on in the speech he could finally get out the words defeat Trump. But literally, I mean, he was talking... He talked about uh, Obama, Obama. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just like, and then he had written down. This is when I know his campaign is out of touch, but they're feeling the you know the the winds right now, so they're not thinking uh, about yet what Donald Trump could do to them. Okay, but I I I, I do, and Sean Hannity picked up on it, and we all did, and this was over the weekend where where in his pre uh, written speech. He goes, sometimes I feel like it's 1920, not 2020. Now, that was a delivered line they thought would be good for Joe Biden to say. When I hear stuff like that, I say, I say come on. That is, you. when you hear it coming from Gaff Man, it sounds like he, he messed up again. 19, first of all, 1920, 2020. Does he really remember 1920? That's another issue I have with it. He's, he lies. He's a plagiarizer. We know that from his past. That killed his first presidential campaign. First time Joe Biden ran, the reason why he did so bad was because it came out that he was plagiarizing everything, including speeches directly from from other officials. And literally, 1920? 1920, 2020? And that was, pre, that was a written line. By the way, and then eight years later, we had the biggest stock market crash in U.S. history in the beginning of the Depression. It's very, yeah, it's very, again, I don't, as, we don't know where he's going with a lot of it. So I do think, I saw a Washington Post kind of, uh, satirical op-ed today about okay now we'll all get behind Joe Biden. It may be horrendous. It may be that he's not the best, but maybe he'll be okay when when he puts the microphone down. And and the issue is going to be he is up against someone who is a master of the English language and putting it very straightforward and very simple and delivering. I mean, I think the past Republicans who ran against Donald Trump, what it was like. It was body blows and then a punch, and then and then the headshot. Yeah, I mean, what, it was, here, well, that's because he's a he's a boxer. So here's Than, Here's what I'm I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, okay, if I'm if I'm Bernie Sanders, my money's going to dry up if I have a bad night tomorrow. It just dries up because yep. he's not winning. He you, was the one who you, said whoever had the plurality should be the nominee. He's not going to have the plurality. Biden is. So Biden's the nominee. I mean, the broker convention is not going to be taken away from Biden. I can't imagine that the Democratic establishment would do that. No, no, I fully agree with you, and I and I think I think Senator Sanders would need to get out. But then again, we'll see if it happens. I mean, look at Senator Warren, Jay. I mean, she dropped out of the race, but declines to endorse Senator Sanders. That's really sending a statement. Here's what I would She's tell you, though: to. people need to. I don't think so either, but Jay, you said you hope that this is a repudiation of authoritarianism. So do I, but Jay, don't forget how far Joe Biden has run to the left during this process. He's repudiated even the Hyde Amendment, so people need to make sure that they recognize just how far left he's run as well. Well, I think, look, he's got a strategy. His strategy, look, you get, whatever you want to say, and Jordan, you, 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 you and Thane have been involved in campaigns. I haven't like this at this level, but his campaign strategy worked. Yeah. He was dead, done, and out of money. And one Super Tuesday in a walk away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a full-on comeback. And now what we're seeing is literally a chance for Joe Biden to, to bury Bernie Sanders tomorrow. I mean, Bernie Sanders can still pull out more people at his rally. But remember when Trump was running, the, the political money was that, that that's not enough. And for Trump, he proved to be the opposite of that. He proved to be, his rallies were much bigger, 
all over the country, uh, demographically very, I mean, just all over the place. So they actually were a good way to measure his momentum. With Bernie, I feel like he's got the same, he's kind of like a, a traveling band. Maybe you all know from jam bands. He's like in that world, right? You mean like he has the same, Panic. He has like the same 12,000 people going from event to event to event. And they like follow him around in a caravan. So, and, and it's kind of like a hippie liberal thing. I'm not, I'm not making fun of him, but I think that's part of his thing is that it's the same people at the rallies. They just, they are, this is a, like he talks about, it's a movement and it's a movement that's about 30%. And, it, and, and uh, Joe Biden may be more palatable, even with all the issues than Hillary Clinton was with all the baggage she came with, not because she was a woman, not because she was secretary of state, because of what she did as secretary of state and the fact that she was married to Bill Clinton. I mean, all of those issues, there was a lot of baggage there with her. Um, he was always a little bit more likable. At the same time, he's very mean. <laughs> he's very mean. He just doesn't deliver it uh, uh, quite as tough. But I think Ber- I think Bernie Sanders is, is done. I really do. I, th- and I, I, I think am, so. It's bizarre saying that on March 9th, but it, it, he, he can't win Washington State. He sh- if he doesn't I mean, win Washington State a, by 20%. I mean, looking at the, the, the numbers in Michigan, he could be a, it could be... He could beat by twice. Yeah, yeah. By double, we'll double. Beat Bernie Sanders by double. So it's it's again. We're gonna take your phone calls, get into the economy, get into politics more. Than has a new book coming out tomorrow. We're gonna talk about a lot of, about it tomorrow, but it's my fame, his fame book.com. So we'll talk to Than a little bit about that, so you can pre-order the book as well. My fame, his fame book.com. And by the way, pre-ordering the book really helps. So it does. we encourage you to go to uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get your books, because the pre-orders kind of set up how they market it. Uh, so MyFameHisFameBook.com has probably the tells you there are all the ways yeah, you can get it. All the places to buy the book. MyFameHisFameBook.com. We'll be right back on JSECU Live. Only when a society can agree that the most vulnerable and voiceless deserve to be protected is there any hope for that culture to survive. And that's exactly what you are saying when you stand with the American Center for Law and Justice to defend the right to life. We've created a free, powerful publication offering a panoramic view of the ACLJ's battle for the unborn. It's called Mission Life. It will show you how you are personally impacting the pro-life battle through your support. And the publication includes a look at all major ACLJ pro-life cases, how we're fighting for the rights of pro-life activists, the ramifications of Roe v. Wade 40 years later, Planned Parenthood's role in the abortion industry, and what Obamacare means to the pro-life movement. Discover the many ways your membership with the ACLJ is empowering the right to life. Request your free copy of Mission Life today online at aclj.org gift. At the American Center for Law and Justice, we're engaged in critical issues at home and abroad. Whether it's defending religious freedom, protecting those who are persecuted for their faith, uncovering corruption in the Washington bureaucracy, and fighting to protect life in the courts and in Congress, the ACLJ would not be able to do any of this without your support. For that, we are grateful. Now there's an opportunity for you to help in a unique way. For a limited time, you can participate in the ACLJ's Matching Challenge. For every dollar you donate, it will be matched. A $10 gift becomes $20. A $50 gift becomes $100. This is a critical time for the ACLJ. The work we do simply would not occur without your generous support. Take part in our Matching Challenge today. You can make a difference in the work we do, protecting the constitutional and religious freedoms that are most important to you and your family. 
Give a gift today online at aclj.org. in your phone calls too and we're going to start getting to the economy as well stock market of course opening very uh, uh down today this morning uh you got two factors of course the virus and then you have uh, a gas issue oil issue going on in the middle east saudi arabia is saying publicly they're trying to kind of put it to iran yeah. because iran is suffering so bad from the virus its top leadership is dying from it um and uh you know it was bizarre to me because i remember you know these on like BBC and these networks, these experts from uh, elite universities internationally around the world saying, well, in places like Iran and China, because they are authoritarians, they'll be able to contain this better. Yeah, right. In China, the entire building holding, I think there were like hundreds of people there, collapsed. Yes. Collapsed because they don't have good infrastructure. Uh, they don't handle these things well. And you can't trust the numbers you're getting. You, look, you I don't cannot trust the numbers you're getting out of China or and whether they've contained or they lie Iran, about everything. They shut down an airplane. This virus or they not? Shut down That's, a civilian aircraft yeah, in Ukraine I mean, yeah, and lied about it first. But you know the future markets this morning. I mean, I talked to. Yeah. I sent you this last night. Were just uh, they put on uh, Harry? They've been uh, Professor Hutchinson, of course, is also uh, Professor of Law and Economics. So, but they put a what they have is these mandatory stops where the trading just stops. And on the futures market last night, I think it was three times it hit that number, and they just stopped it. Absolutely. So, if the dr- Dow drops by five percent, uh, that triggers an automatic stop with respect to trading. Uh, at one point today, the stock market was down a total of seven to seven and a half percent, and so that's a drop of more than two thousand points. Um, and much of that occurred in the opening minutes of the stock exchange. So there's a production dispute uh, between Russia and Saudi Arabia as Saudi Arabia targets uh, Iran. Russia then targets the Saudis and the United States uh, shale oil industry partially in response to the imposition of U.S. sanctions uh, on Russia. So um, Brent uh, coal, I'm sorry, oil prices have fallen by over 30 percent. in down in the 40s right now? 40, uh, in, 42? In, in one day. Yeah. Yes, I believe that's correct. Um, and so um, there are many factors at work, including the fact uh, that the Italians, for instance, have shut down effectively and quarantined up to a third of the country. Of course, um, it, it's not working out uh, terribly well in Italy, in part because early word got out that's what the authorities were going to do, and people in the Lombardy region, the northern part of Italy, fled uh, before the quarantine was fully uh, enforced. So there are a lot of things uh, at play with respect to the economy, the stock market, the coronavirus. Uh, and meantime, I think the, the White House and Congress, uh, they're scrambling in terms of what they should do um, in the face of this. One of the big issues, of course, is what should happen to workers who are being quarantined. They're at home. Uh, Should they indeed be paid or not? And I believe the White House is working on a plan uh, to encourage employers to make sure that workers still are paid while they remain at home. Um, 
and that's for two reasons. One, uh, if they're not paid, that will have an adverse effect, obviously, on the lives of those individuals. Uh, but secondarily, individuals who are not paid would simply have an incentive to go to work uh, and to spread the virus uh, more rapidly. Plus, by pay- paying individuals, a lot of people, you could tele- telework now that the technology is there. It at least keeps funding in the in the economy. One of the things you have to worry about like this, and we shouldn't be, you know, I don't think anybody should be operating under panic, but I do think you got to take it seriously. Uh, the question is going to be where I think if you look at the stock market right now, but also look at the kind of the situation with the virus, Jordan, my sense is we're probably, and, th- and th- again, this is not a White House position, this is not a fish position, but just kind of looking at it, seems to me we're about a week out from knowing where this thing's going. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, again, people are still showing up to giant political rallies for Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden uh, in Missouri, and they were doing it in, in Michigan. Uh, they People, I imagine, will still go vote uh, on, on Tuesday on this, uh, again, another day we've got six states. Sporting events, for the most part, still having fans at them. Uh, large gatherings are still occurring in most parts of the country. But as as leadership, so now we have the Port Authority in New York. Uh, the head of the Port Authority in New York has now confirmed they have the virus. Not that they were exposed to it, but they have the coronavirus. These are the people that would have been exposed, probably the governor, the mayor. I mean, I don't know. How, we could go back and look how many people that... That that individual who leads such an important part in New York City has been with over the last fourteen days. Go back fourteen days, and I bet it's the entire leadership of the state of New York and the city of New York, because they played such an important role in what do you do around these situations. So we've got large groups of people. The spread is going to be there. The idea is, is it something that people accept and move on with? That we kind of say this is something we have to deal with and live with. Right. Like we do with the flu, right. and and there will be vaccines available at some point, but we're not going to cancel everything, uh, because it's not really you can't really contain it that throughout that way, uh, because like you have this what happened in Italy, we are a country where people get to kind of make decisions, and so like in Italy, people left before the quarantine, they spread out around around the country, right. So you know people can say, well, it goes into effect today, and it's and. People, you know what, they'll, they'll do the same thing in America. People just leave. They'll go to other places. Right? Yeah, they're going to say, okay, I'm not sick. I don't feel sick. And that's part of the problem with this. Um, kids aren't really getting sick from it. It's interesting. But obviously they can carry it. So that's different than a lot of flus. Where but usually guys like me and Harry, we got to be careful. Yeah. So, again, we're going to get into all this, 1-800-684-3110. We're going to get more into politics, more into the economy. I do want to do this, too, for those of you who only get our first half hour. Than, your new book is out tomorrow. People can pre-order today. And we're going to talk about it even more tomorrow on the show. But tell people about My Fame, His Fame. And the website is MyFameHisFameBook.com. You go there. It's got all the different places you can pre-order now. Uh, but tell people about your new book. Yeah, Jordan, thanks for asking. I, I really am excited about this project. Um, you know and Jay knows that my faith in Jesus Christ really is the motivating factor for the work that I do alongside you guys at the ACLJ. But this book is really a practical guide for learning how to use the influence of our lives for more than just ourselves, for the glory of God. And it's something, Jordan, that, uh, look, I'm I'm not all the way there. I haven't learned it. It's something that I'm aiming for. Uh, And this project is about encouraging others to embark on that as well. So, yeah, I appreciate you bringing it up. Uh, MyFameHisFameBook.com. And if you prefer to buy your books in person on the uh, bookstore shelves, uh, tomorrow's the day. So I'll be checking that out. And uh, you can order online today, but tomorrow it'll be in bookstores everywhere. And this is, a, 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 again, this is not a political book. It's a it's a Christian 
uh, the, uh, you know, it's, it's a teaching book as well. Uh, it comes from you too. The, it comes out with kind of like a whole uh, series, right? Yeah, it's it's my second book. My first book was called In Search of the King Jordan, and yes, it, it really talks about what motivates my work here. And you know, we're called to so many different things in life, and I'm grateful for that. We set our hands and our minds to all sorts of different things. Uh, but for me, and I know for you as well. Uh, my faith is what motivates all of those things. So this is kind of a look uh, behind the scenes for me, if you will, on, on what sets my worldview and what I'm trying to aim my life toward. The website again, myfamehisfamebook.com. From HarperCollins Christian Publishing stands new book. It's out tomorrow in bookstores, but you can pre-order today. That's an important thing to do. And again, it's unique. It's not about directly about ACLJ issues or political issues, but about, again, Than's faith, what motivates him. So again, myfamehisfamebook.com. We have our matching challenge right now at aclj.org for the entire month of March. Go to aclj.org. A lot of work going on as well. We'll get you updated on all the issues we come back. At the American Center for Law and Justice, we're engaged in critical issues at home and abroad. For a limited time, you can participate in the ACLJ's matching challenge. For every dollar you donate, it will be matched. A $10 gift becomes $20. A $50 gift becomes $100. You can make a difference in the work we do, protecting the constitutional and religious freedoms that are most important to you and your family. Give a gift today online at aclj.org. From Washington, D.C., Jay Sekulow Live. And now, your host, Jordan Sekulow. All right, so we've got, we're going to get into the economy. We're going to get into the virus. We're going to get into the Democrat race because tomorrow, Joe Biden has the opportunity to really deliver the final blow to Bernie Sanders. You wouldn't necessarily know that from Bernie Sanders' rallies, but I'm starting to think he has got a traveling band of supporters, and that's why, you know, he's got a Decent crowds. I'm not saying people don't show up in the cities he goes to, but he's kind of got like a built-in, and I think he has a built-in wall. I mean, a built-in ceiling. And it, it, we didn't. Maybe it wasn't as clear with Hillary Clinton, and it wasn't as clear when there were six candidates and twelve candidates. But then you realize when he starts praising authoritarians and praising Fidel Castro and the Soviet Union, uh, support start dropping, and you can't even find states he's in the lead in anymore. He's not even leading Washington State in the Democrat primary in the Pacific Northwest uh, for tomorrow. Joe Biden has overtaken him there, not by much in the polls, but by enough to where if the polls are even close, even if Bernie wins, he's splitting the delegates. And that's been his issue, is that he's just not putting enough delegates together uh, to to in the states that he does win. So we're going to take your calls again, 1-800-684-3110. This is one we're getting a lot on Facebook and Periscope. So I want to start off. Right away on the show, because we're getting this question a lot. Richard from Ohio, online one. Richard, welcome to Jay Secchio Live. You're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Richard. My question, my question is, if the Sanders supporters and Sanders feel that they've been robbed of the nomination a second time by the DNC, what do you think the possibility is that they could turn around and run as a third-party independent candidate? Well, I think it's going to be harder for Bernie Sanders to 
claim it was robbed. I think that there was obviously the DNC decided to back Joe Biden, but no one's saying that the elections aren't fair or that you know he's got the two-man race. Um, and, and Joe Biden was supposed to be a very weak candidate that was on life support, his campaign. So to me, Than, I, I, I think it's a harder case to make. His supporters will probably make it. I'm not sure he will be the one that runs as a third party to spoil uh, potentially defeating Donald Trump is what they're hoping with uh, the, the gaff-prone Joe Biden. Uh, but, uh, it, but again, I think someone else out there will have to fill the void for the AOCs and Ilhan Omars and Rashida Tlaibs of the world. I don't know if they'll gain the kind of traction Bernie Sanders could, but it, but if you get 4% here, four, 3% there, 1% there, you suddenly uh, have a major impact on a presidential election with the Electoral College. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Look, I mean, uh, Bernie Sanders himself, he I think he realizes that he just got beat, at least if it goes in the direction that it looks like it's going, Jordan. He had a clean shot at this and he was not able uh, to close the deal. I'll tell you, though, I do have a question about this traveling band of supporters that you have talked about. I think that's true. I mean, Jordan, they even have names. Some people call them Bernie bros. Some people call them Sandernistas, uh, but they really do pick up and travel with him. Those groups, Jordan, while Senator Sanders might not might not run for uh, you know a third party uh, a run, I'm not sure those people are going to be willing to coalesce and move on. So once this is once this is wrapped up, once he has withdrawn, uh, once the vice president has the nomination, what happens to that group of people? I still think they could cause a lot of trouble at the convention. And look, it, it doesn't have to be enough to carry Senator Sanders to uh, a third party run or even to the nomination. It can still wreak a lot of havoc inside the process. All right, 1-800-684-3110. Get your calls in now. I want to get your calls in the economy. We've got Harry Hutchinson in with us uh, as well. We're going to talk about it. We're going to address it. It's not something we, we address frequently. We don't usually talk about viruses on the show. But it's it's all having an effect on all the things we, we are typically kind of at the forefront because, listen, it involves government, the government's response. It all hits home to all of us. And we're in a general election year where there's rallies, there's voting, there is uh, your turnout issues. Does this kind of go away by summer like other viruses that, that get beaten back? And then does it come back in the fall? I mean, there's, so, there's a lot of questions out there, and it's fair for people to have. I think there's some overreaction. But the more you start hearing, you know, like CPAC and Ted Cruz and, and, and still criticism of that, I think they're doing the right thing. It's that you know, these are places where a lot of you are. And, and you come into contact with people who are there. So, you know, you, you do it. It's like the six degrees test, but here it's probably getting less and less and less. And you start wondering again, because the, you can't just go get a test for this yet, um, how many people are carrying it and how many people are actually have it and all those issues. We just don't know the statistics. I think if we knew the statistics, that could go a long way in alleviating people's fears. We'll be right back on JSECU Live. At the American Center for Law and Justice, we're engaged in critical issues at home and abroad. Whether it's defending religious freedom, protecting those who are persecuted for their faith, uncovering corruption in the Washington bureaucracy, and fighting to protect life in the courts and in Congress, the ACLJ would not be able to do any of this without your support. For that, we are grateful. Now there's an opportunity for you to help in a unique way. For a limited time, you can participate in the ACLJ's Matching Challenge. For every dollar you donate, it will be matched. A $10 gift becomes $20. A $50 gift becomes $100. This is a critical time for the ACLJ. The work we do simply would not occur without your generous support. Take part in our Matching Challenge today. 
You can make a difference in the work we do, protecting the constitutional and religious freedoms that are most important to you and your family. Give a gift today online at aclj.org. Only when a society can agree that the most vulnerable and voiceless deserve to be protected is there any hope for that culture to survive. And that's exactly what you are saying when you stand with the American Center for Law and Justice to defend the right to life. We've created a free, powerful publication offering a panoramic view of the ACLJ's battle for the unborn. It's called Mission Life. It will show you how you are personally impacting the pro-life battle through your support. And the publication includes a look at all major ACLJ pro-life cases, how we're fighting for the rights of pro-life activists, the ramifications of Roe v. Wade 40 years later, Planned Parenthood's role in the abortion industry, and what Obamacare means to the pro-life movement. Discover the many ways your membership with the ACLJ is empowering the right to life. Request your free copy of Mission Life today online at aclj.org gift. So an interesting way to start a Monday, to be sure, because, and to start a week, because you've got, on Sunday night, the futures predicting major drop of the stock market. Wow, surprise, surprise, if they tell everybody that, that happens uh, on, on Monday morning, and most of this is being tied to the coronavirus. The other part of this is a, a gas, an oil issue, an oil and gas issue going on in the Middle East, and Russia's involved, China's involved, Russia's involved, Iran, Saudi Arabia. The focus is Saudi Arabia trying to really put it to the Iranians. Um, they are suffering pretty badly from coronavirus, and we don't really can't trust any numbers out of Iran. Uh, we banned people who travel there to, uh, from entering the United States, and it reached their top leadership. We're starting to see it reach some leaders in our own country um, now with this Port Authority, head of the Port Authority in New York. There's a major Democrat voting tomorrow. Who would have thought, if you rewind it, you know, went back... Three weeks ago on the show, four weeks ago on the show, a month ago on the show, that we'd be talking about Joe Biden delivering the uh, the final punch of what ends Bernie Sanders' presidential hopes probably forever, and that whole movement tomorrow, March tenth, you know, and that the the winner of the Iowa caucus has already dropped out and, and endorsed Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris endorsed Joe Biden, and Cory Booker has endorsed Joe Biden. Every uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar, who let out she might be on the ticket. We can get to that more tomorrow. But she said that she meant the campaign. I I, I I don't know how much to read into it. All I know is that, and that could even be in a play, you know, that for, for, for specific voters. But um, she's a little bit less gaff-prone than Biden himself, so something that was definitely on her mind at least. But we are going to get – I want to dive deeper into first what's going on with our economy and then um, – I'll bring in West to this as well because West, to me, it's a mindset issue, and and obviously it's something that has reached. It's it's not it's it, it it's it's everywhere. It's from the financial markets to gatherings, and we're for the most part in our country, things are still going on as normal. Even um, you know the tornadoes in Tennessee, horrific loss of life and rebuilding that has to occur. The president came down. Thousands of people gathered together to volunteer. So, in a sense, you see people coming together. Large events are still occurring, but I think everybody feels like they're that at any week in these next few weeks or in a week from now, everything could get canceled, and yeah. the travel could be told. You know, told you're already told not to go on 
uh, don't shouldn't go on cruises, and basically don't fly if you don't have to. Yeah, it's a very disruptive thing, and and there probably is going to be more disruptions to follow. Uh, it certainly has impacted the economy, although I don't think that's that. I think really probably the the oil fight between Saudi and Russia is actually impacting the economy more than than the coronavirus, but both are impacting it. But yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. Not only does the stock market not like uncertainty, the American people don't like uncertainty. And it impacts, as you said, everything. It is, it's going to impact political rallies in this very, very big political season. Uh, this past week at the church that I attend, yep. they talked about communion and whether or not they should use yep. the common cup and how you receive the sacraments. I mean, so the, the implications are far-reaching. I think all of us hoped that this would be resolved in a few weeks without it impacting the United States, except for a few travelers on cruise ships or people who, who came from China. Obviously, that's not the case. Uh, there yeah. are SARS. I mean, I said SARS. That's a throwback <laughs> to 2003. That's the last time this kind of thing happened, by the way, was the big SARS virus in 2003. But yeah, the coronavirus uh, is impacting us financially, uh, personally, and politically. I mean, Than, there are moves in Washington, D.C. to call off Congress. and we, I mean, I, I don't know if they're there yet, be, and it, I'm not sure that's a good sign, signal to send uh, because they are the servants of the people, but people like Senator Ted Cruz doing yep. the right thing came into contact with someone at CPAC uh, who, they, who notified CPAC after they were diagnosed, uh, and he realized he had come into contact with that person. He had four days left of the 14 days you could possibly have, you know, could possibly start showing signs. So he said, I'm, I'm self-quarantining myself for those extra four days because I don't want to, you know, get anybody, if I do have it, I'm not going to get anybody else sick or other sooner. So it's impacting uh, upper echelons of government now. No, no question about it. And I may think that that was the responsible thing to do in order to not have to call off sessions of Congress, Jordan. And look, I, I honestly, I think it's a good segue into, you know, all the rest of us just focusing on those things that we can control. We obviously can't control the fact that the coronavirus is out there, but on both the economy and on the coronavirus, Jordan, there are things that we can control. We should focus on those, you know, hygiene, uh, how we interact with other people. And then on the, on the financial side of things, you know, making sure you're saving enough, not overextending or over leveraging, carrying too much debt. Uh, Jordan, I think those types of things, the things that we can control, deserve a lot more of our focus than, you know, a, a whole lot of speculation on how widespread this thing is. Let's stay focused on the things we can control, and that is actually the best mitigation that's possible. Again, I, I want to go right to, to Harry Hutchinson, and we're going to take your phone calls about this, too. I think we're probably providing information. Listen, we've got a lot of experts here at the ACLJ tracking a lot of things that we don't always bring up on air, just like how we don't always get to what the ACLJ is doing, because we're trying to use the broadcast as a place that you can ask questions, but also that we're providing you info. And, and Harry, I look at the, the, the financial market. You know, the first few days of it, you can see it's a little bit of a reaction. This looks like something that, again, uh, the Fed is looking at what decisions it can make, what monetary kind of easing policies, if you can get if you can pump money back into, for instance, the airline industry, uh, so that uh, they remain uh, liquid, and they, they because they're going, they're already suffering, suffering, and those are crucial for our infrastructure long term. So the government uh, has to look at has to look at these policies, and we don't yet know. And I think this is again, if we knew the statistics, which I think may, maybe we'll find out in a few. Like my dad said, maybe in a week we'll kind of get a better idea of. How many people are we really talking about that carry this, that don't have symptoms? How many people actually get sick from it? And um, and then how many people is it fatal for? If you start looking at it, you can start kind of being a little bit more rational about it. But it gets tough to do 
Because as much as we try to, I think, all be rational about these things, we keep getting breaking news updates every minute about someone else or some, some other group that's got this, and then it's affecting everything in life, which means it's affecting people's 401ks. I think that is correct, and part of the issue, of course, is that this is truly a global phenomena. Uh, and so you have individuals in the United States who were prepared, for instance, to travel to China, prepared to travel to Italy, prepared to travel to Great Britain and France. All of those individuals are affected. So that means that, as you correctly point out, Jordan, uh, that the airline industry is going to have some difficulty remaining afloat. Uh, just today, a major tennis tournament in California uh, uh, canceled. Uh, and again, that will have a knock-on effect in terms of the California economy. Uh, so there are plenty of factors, uh, and some of these are intertwined, of course, with the uh, c- conflict between Russia, Saudi Arabia, uh, and Iran uh, over oil pricing. Uh, and I suspect that will go on for quite a bit longer, uh, potentially longer than the coronavirus itself. Uh, but part of the real issue for policymakers is that we really do not yet have a handle on how expansive this uh, virus outbreak is. Um, and certainly, I think at this particular point, Uh, Many Americans are preparing for the possibility that they will not be able to go to work for a while. And I think that is why uh, officials in Washington are preparing a list of things to help workers remain afloat, perhaps work from home, and get paid while uh, they are at home in order to stop the spread of this virus. Uh, I suspect at the end of the day, policymakers in Washington will perhaps afloat, for instance, a three-month holiday with respect to payroll taxes. Uh, There will also be other initiatives that are aimed at employers uh, so that they will have an incentive to continue to pay workers who remain at home. Um, And so one of the big issues is to ensure that paid sick leave occurs. Uh, And that will be important, for instance, in terms of keeping the overall economy afloat. But also, I think the federal government will have to come up with specific measures, for instance, for the uh, airline and travel industry, uh, which will be uh, enormously hard hit. Imagine uh, operating a cruise liner uh, in this particular environment. Yeah, it's spring uh, break think, right now for schools absolutely. are starting that. Um, uh, across the country, they, you know, it's kind of staggered out, but colleges doing it, and uh, high schools and middle schools and kindergartens, and, and all those travel all those travel decisions that people are having to kind of make. It's not that you can't go on the cruise right now. It's not that you can't take the flight. It's not that you can't go to the hotel. It's that should you? Is that the best interest if you don't have to? And then there's people for work who they can't make that decision, or there's family obligations that can't really make that decision. Things that happen in life, you've got to go to the place. And even like church is becoming an issue. Um, I want to take your calls in that kind of in the final segment. How has it affected your, your decision making? Is it affecting your decision making? Do you feel like it's hype? Do you feel like, uh, but, or are you starting to really make decisions based off the virus and how that affects the economy and work? 1 800. 684-3110. We want to hear directly from you. 1-800-684-3110.
3110. Because people are preparing to go and vote tomorrow in six states. We've got political rallies, and we have a general election coming up in November to choose our president. Make up a Congress. 1-800-684-3110. How are you making decisions differently or not? Only when a society can agree that the most vulnerable and voiceless deserve to be protected is there any hope for that culture to survive. And that's exactly what you are saying when you stand with the American Center for Law and Justice to defend the right to life. We've created a free, powerful publication offering a panoramic view of the ACLJ's battle for the unborn. It's called Mission Life. It will show you how you are personally impacting the pro-life battle through your support. And the publication includes a look at all major ACLJ pro-life cases, how we're fighting for the rights of pro-life activists, the ramifications of Roe v. Wade 40 years later, Planned Parenthood's role in the abortion industry, and what Obamacare means to the pro-life movement. Discover the many ways your membership with the ACLJ is empowering the right to life. Request your free copy of Mission Life today online at aclj.org gift. At the American Center for Law and Justice, we're engaged in critical issues at home and abroad. Whether it's defending religious freedom, protecting those who are persecuted for their faith, uncovering corruption in the Washington bureaucracy, and fighting to protect life in the courts and in Congress, the ACLJ would not be able to do any of this without your support. For that, we are grateful. Now there's an opportunity for you to help in a unique way. For a limited time, you can participate in the ACLJ's Matching Challenge. For every dollar you donate, it will be matched. A $10 gift becomes $20. A $50 gift becomes $100. This is a critical time for the ACLJ. The work we do simply would not occur without your generous support. Take part in our Matching Challenge today. You can make a difference in the work we do, protecting the constitutional and religious freedoms that are most important to you and your family. Give a gift today online at aclj.org. All 1-800-684-3110 is the number you call to talk to us on air and how this kind of is, is again, changing your life have you changed made decision making differently because of the virus yet um i made one i will say one travel decision not not that i'm not doing any travel that's not uh haven't done that yet and you know obviously but but there was one that we didn't have to do and i said just just push that back not that we wouldn't do it if this all changed be right back there um so it's not really even canceling plans it plans it's just kind of changing things around and it was really based off the location of where that was too and so uh, because of that location specific, it wasn't really my community and where I am every day. And so I haven't made those decisions locally has not really changed, but we want to get thoughts from you too. 1-800-684-3110 and, and Wes, uh, at the churches, I mean, a lot our listeners too, this is so they're familiar with each week. People are questioning, Hey, should they go? Mm-hmm. Um, and because of it, you know, is it the right thing to do? Should they bring their kids there or not? And then churches that do communion, uh, and uh, maybe we'll say the old-fashioned way. Um, how should you know? How should that happen now? Because people don't even want to shake hands. Yeah, yeah. The common cup of wine is the old-fashioned way, going back to the first century. Yeah. So that's really old-fashioned yeah, too. Very. Yeah, but yeah, the, the discussions in church, like I said earlier, remind me of the discussions during the SARS, you know, epidemic, if you can call it that, in two thousand three. It's a question not only of communion, 
But as you said, of whether or not we, we gather in a crowd like that, I know already I've noticed in some of the public gatherings I've been to, including church, that people are not shaking hands. Uh, you know, they're fist bumping or simply nodding to each other instead of shaking hands as they greet each other. I think it's important to, to be rational while we're also being prudent and to take the precautions that, that, that make us, that make sense to us and make us more comfortable. And as the doctors, the experts are saying, some people will be exposed to the virus and actually carry it, but have no symptoms at all. Uh, the most stringent precautions, Jordan, should be those who are the fragile elderly and those with compromised immune systems. And what the doctors are telling us is if you get this virus, uh, that the main thing is to do what you would do if you had the flu. And that is to, to rest, plenty of liquids, and take medications to treat the symptoms. And most people will recover if there are no underlying health problems. But this, is, this creates fear uh, and, and some legitimate concerns, I believe. And I think the full impact of how it affects us both financially and in our public life and in church services and political rallies and schools and what have you, um, that, that some of those uh, ramifications are still yet to come. That, that's the big question. Judy in, in Missouri online, too. Judy, welcome to Jay Secchio Live. You're on the air. Hi. My question is, um, are, are we overreacting? I mean, more people have died from influenza A, and could we not just be taking the precautions that we do uh, to avoid getting influenza? I, well, listen, I, I think we don't know that yet is one of the issues. I do think there was a immediate overreaction because it was we were already showing that our government uh, Harry had kind of had and it was the reaction we saw was in the stock market, but it was kind of the that kind of tells you where people are doing. We knew our government was taking plans. I mean, go back to the state of the union, the president's already talking about it there. We were already banning travel from the parts where this was really spreading like China. The president was being criticized for doing that. Um, so our government knew to take it seriously because there wasn't a vaccine for it. And that's the big question out there is that it's not, we don't yet know, this is not wiping out people in, in mass yet. Okay. So it's not that kind of uh, fl uh, airborne disease, but when there isn't a cure for one and you know that you can create it, like we know it, it's coming, um, but it, you know, that we don't know how long it will take. I think that's what puts fear in people is that we, these are things we can, we can stop, but we don't exactly know how many people have it because the test really isn't totally available. And, and listen, this is part of life. And now we're starting to see part of the globalized world too. When you have an economy where everyone jumps on airplanes and, and we are so interconnected with the goods and services, we're used to getting so much from China and so much from other countries. This happens very quickly, this impact on the economy. I think that is correct. So I would say that overreaction often leads to and fuels fear and that that has a knock-on effect in terms of the economy. Uh, so if you look at the number of coronavirus cases uh, in the United States vis-a-vis -vis, uh, influenza and pneumonia cases, so if, if you go back to 2017, there were 56,000 deaths in the United States from influenza and pneumonia. Uh, and just as a reminder to our audience, at least so far, only 15 Americans have died from the coronavirus uh, to date. Uh, and so I think it's very, very important to balance uh, this information against 
uh, potential hyperbole that is coming uh, from the media. Uh, Absolutely, we should take the news very, very seriously. We should not uh, dismiss the information, but it's also important to keep this uh, news in context. Uh, But I also agree with what what Wesley said earlier, uh, that you have basically the intersection of the coronavirus along with, if you will, the oil war with with the Saudis, uh, and the Russians. All right, 1-800-684-3110. That's 1-800-684-3110. Let me do this, Stan. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity right, real quick. I think my aunt is on the line. And okay. let, let's go to my aunt. This is my Aunt Sherry. Aunt I feel Sherry. like this is like one of those... Aunt Sherry's on. Yeah, call, and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not, my family, you know, they're, we're across the country. I know what state she's in. If you know her, you know where she lives. But I'm not, I don't have to tell everybody that who's listening to our broadcast right now. <laughs> But hey, Aunt Sherry. Hi, how are you guys doing today? We're good. We're you know we're talking about the good. virus. People are looking at the the yes. overall impact. Well, uh, Uncle Gary and I had made. We have a reservation. We we made it a year ago. Yeah, it's going to be our fortieth wedding anniversary in June. So we are going to take a river. Well, the plan is uh, to take a Talc River cruise. Uh, we fly yep. into London. And then we will be going on to Paris and to Normandy. And so far, we're making the decision to go. The trip has yep. not been canceled as yet. I do have an old friend who is a uh, research scientist at CDC that I went to high school with. And yep. he's basically telling you know everyone via Facebook, because that's what he does for a living, is, you know, it, it is serious, obviously. But... Yep. Unlike, it's not much unlike the flu where, you know, we've got to wash our hands. We've got to be careful with our contacts, but there's really nothing we can do. So Uncle Gary and I are planning on going yeah. unless, unless, unless they, they cancel, they cancel it. the trip. Yeah. Right. And that's and what uh, most people have, have the issue with. Them. Most people have the issue. Uh, we're talking about my answer right then. Most people the issue with is that if there's not a travel ban, um, some companies are, 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 you know, you don't know yet, but if you do cancel these trips that you've had planned, like, she, I'm glad she called in because uh, my uncle's a radiologist. He's been tracking this uh, and, and they're kind of following it. Uh, and, and also at the hospitals, you know, where he works, uh, they're dealing with all of this. So everybody's making their own decisions based on kind of like, what are they already exposed to if you're a doctor, if you're this, and what you've had planned for a year? And, you know, is it being canceled? Because you may not get a refund. So, you know, I think, again, it's going to be an issue we're talking about. For, for a few few weeks at least more if not longer because of the way it could impact our election as well Than's new book it is out tomorrow we're going to get really into the book on tomorrow's broadcast we'll be live though but we're going to get into the book it's myfamehisfamebook.com go there you see all the different places you can pre-order and pre-order today myfamehisfamebook.com at the American Center for Law and Justice we're engaged in critical issues at home and abroad For a limited time, you can participate in the ACLJ's Matching Challenge. For every dollar you donate, it will be matched. A $10 gift becomes $20. A $50 gift becomes $100. You can make a difference in the work we do, protecting the constitutional and religious freedoms that are most important to you and your family. Give a gift today online at aclj.org.